Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in. Dennis Fithian with you here. Ready to get things underway, talk a little college football. This segment here, we get into college football week seven, which had Michigan State going to Indiana and winning the game over the Hoosiers and covering the spread as well, although that was in doubt for, for most of the game. Michigan uh, was on a bye. They'll get back, and they'll take on Northwestern before the two teams are set to clash on Halloween weekend. That's the uh, the 30th coming up here. We're recording this on uh, a Monday at 1 o'clock. And, you know, you, you watch the college football over the weekend, and you see that now there's just uh, six teams left in the power five that are undefeated and two of them are right here in the state of Michigan. So this is setting up. This is not just something that you know, we're always excited about the game here when the Wolverines and Spartans play in particular, you know, every year takes on something different, but you know, last year I was, I was never more confident in Michigan winning a game. And then you had the pandemic in the mix, Michigan coming off their, their fit, their victory on the road against what I thought was going to be a, Good Minnesota team. Meanwhile, Mel Tucker, I didn't even know the head coach at Michigan State. I didn't know if he knew the players on his team last year. And then they went out and played like that against Rutgers in their first game. Seven turnovers, and it was uh, it was set up on Halloween 2020 to be a Michigan laugher. And uh, I was very overconfident. And <laughs> I say very overconfident. I'd never been more, you know, confident in a victory. And then it came down to what a 27, 24 loss to U of M, as we all know now. And, you know, the season, even in a pandemic, you know, I, I just remember how, how uh, good the feeling was of just waiting. We all remember the twists and turns of actually just getting the teams out there and play fo- playing football. And then the first game, Michigan at at night against Minnesota, it was like, man, it was worth the wait. But then everything came crashing down football-wise on Halloween uh, with Amazing Blue. So these two teams with just, uh, you know, state now 7-0, Michigan, uh, hopefully will get there to be 7-0 if they got tripped up against Northwestern. That would be terrible. That would really be a a way to to, uh, upset the party here. But I think Michigan does have – uh, revenge on their mind to atone for last year. You know, I just, we do this all the time. We play the game of, well, what would you have said, you know, in the off season or what were you saying in the off season? Nobody was saying, you know, that uh, these teams were going to be undefeated. In fact, you know, just looking at Michigan's schedule, their toughest game or the game that, you know, nobody was going to pick them to win was against Ohio state. Number two on that list was uh, at Wisconsin. And we all know that, that Michigan beat Wisconsin on, on state side. I, you know, had state with a, uh, a, a seven win season. It was either going to be, was, I was either going to pick them to win five or seven. I ended up going with the, the five win total a lot with just so many transfers and so many unknowns with Michigan state. And I looked, you know, it was a tough schedule. It looked like heading to Northwestern. And I had that one down as a loss and I had, you know, going down to Florida as a loss too. We know they've won all their games so far and they've, been pretty impressive in winning these games uh, as well. Talking about MSU, now they did have the second half against Nebraska at home, where it got to be a dicey situation, but they survived. And that's the one common opponent we will have Michigan Northwestern to look at. 
you know, Michigan State Northwestern. I don't know how much we're going to take away from that common opponent, but both teams playing. Uh, you know what? And it was set to be an overtime game until Michigan got the late strip of uh, Martinez, the quarterback from Nebraska, and ended up winning that game. That one was headed uh, to OT. So any uh, any kind of idea here being uh, less than now two weeks away from these two teams meeting up, like where one side's going to roll the other one. I don't see that. I think, uh, I think the spread's going to be really close. I think, you know, you, you st- I, I start thinking about a pick them. And then I think, well, Michigan state's at home. That's usually worth two, three points, but then, you know, gambling wise, people really like betting Michigan. So maybe that's worth two, three points just in the spread, which makes me go back to thinking that it's going to be a pick them again. So, I, if I had to put money down on the spread and I got, you think it'll be a pick them or one point. And then after that, you know, do you, I don't know if you bullseye the, the spread. I don't think they have that type of, uh, I think you can gamble on everything. So maybe they do, but that that's, that's, uh, that's my bullseye pick today. At least you know, we're going to see Michigan play on Saturday. So things can change there. I mean, if it's a, a loss or, a real close shave. Maybe I put Michigan state, you know, by a two, three, maybe even four point favorite. I, maybe there could be that kind of swing, but I would expect that um, this to be a pick em game or Michigan to be favored by one point. That's where I'm at right now with it. Now, as uh, I move on here, you're listening to this, you're listening to the podcast or you're watching the, the video cast. I wave to the people on the video cast on the podcast. If you I'll have all kinds of opportunities uh, to, to get your feedback and and read that uh, during the show, daily show. So I'm looking forward to doing that. So the revenge factor for Michigan for last year, Michigan State, uh, you know, they, they have this dream season going right now with, uh, with Mel Tucker. There weren't great expectations this year, but this is how things go in college football. There weren't great expectations for Michigan either. Like nobody was picking Michigan to win 10 games right now. And 10 games right now, it'd be pretty easy to look at the schedule and say that that Michigan could get to 10 wins. Like they've got six right now, and they've got Northwestern, that's seven. They've got Maryland on the uh, the slate as well, and Indiana. Those are two very – I don't know, not say they're going to win all those games, but they're now you're getting up to nine. And so the, the three big ones, Michigan State, at Penn State, and uh, Ohio State, you know, if they could just win one of those – and they take care of business and all those other ones, that's a 10-win season. But, you know, as we sit here right now, halfway through, nobody's like, oh, I'll just take a 10-win season. I know you're not taking a 10-win season. Would I take Michigan getting it done against Northwestern, Indiana, and Maryland, and then winning two out of the three of Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State? Would I take that right now? Would I take that right? I think I would take that one right. I'll take it. That's where you're like, uh, you, you play this game. And when you do play the game, I'm trying to be honest with the game. But, you know, if you're like, no, you, you never take anything like that. That's the problem. You're going for a championship. You're undefeated. Don't take a loss. Even if it's against, uh, you, you know, you start changing it. Well, what if you beat Ohio State and you lost to Penn State by one? Well, no, you can play that game all day long. I would take it if uh, Michigan could beat Northwestern, Indiana, and Maryland. And then two out of the three. Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State, whatever way uh, they would go. And that gets me back to something I was saying a little while ago about Michigan, the potential that 
and, and what I was thinking about U of M before the season, when I looked at the schedule, I didn't have any expectations of Michigan beating Ohio State. I didn't think they would beat Wisconsin either. And then I identified the Michigan State game as a must-win game for Jim Harbaugh. Must-win, or I, I couldn't see any way that that Harbaugh could survive. But now here we sit at the midway point, and I'll just say for a second, what if Michigan would drop that game against Michigan State, and then they went on and won all the rest of their games? Well, there you go. That's why when you play that game about – you know, they have to win. It's a must-win game. Michigan would lose a overtime game up in uh, East Lansing and then would, uh, would would bounce back and beat Penn State and Ohio State and have an 11-win season. Heck, might be talking about Michigan trying to get one of those uh, uh, one of those at-large spots. You know, well, forget Cincy. Forget an undefeated Cincy team. Michigan lost. Then you'd be rooting for Michigan State to, to uh, run the table. And, and get into the college football playoffs. So, yeah, I, I don't think any of those things uh, are going to happen, both Michigan and Michigan State being in the playoff. But, you know, when you're when you're undefeated at the midway point, Michigan's had a bye week here, you, know, you think of all the different situations that you can and go through and everything else. Uh, you know, I was looking through some of the, you know, the, the, the last time the two teams played were undefeated, won a game, you know, was really – uh, I'll say ultra meaningful because it's always meaningful. It was the first year for Harbaugh, the hate to say it trouble with the snap game. I don't, you know, that's what it's known for. And everybody knows that I think Michigan fans like to say like myself included, like to say, yeah, you know, Harbaugh's first year and before long, you're like, well, well which one was that? And you know, the one that ended up with the last second loss the, where they had, you know, it, it's, it's still a painful, we all knew that it was going to be, uh, memorable after that, like memorable forever. And, you know, here it is seven years on and it's memorable for sure. Uh, that particular game, but in the uh, first year, Harbaugh's first year, there, the trouble with the snap game. That was uh, number 12, Michigan hosting number seven, Michigan state. And this time it's going to be number six, number nine. We'll just say, uh, even though here I was saying don't overlook opponents and everything, uh, just giving Michigan the dub against Northwestern. And at the very least, you know, Michigan State's not going to fall out of the top 10. And, and if Michigan beats Northwestern, I don't know, maybe they beat them by a point. Maybe they're trapped. It's going to look like number six versus number nine, you know, heading in on, uh, on Halloween weekend. But just like, you know, these games – both of them for the Spartans and Wolverines. If I heard it once, I heard it, you know, a dozen times this past, over the weekend that this was a trap game for Michigan state. And you know what? It was a trap game. I have straight up. I mean, it's times you hear the cliche, you're probably tired rolling your eyes about, well, this is a trap game. Well, it was a trap game. And just like Michigan's game against Northwestern, as I am just looking past it and already looking towards uh, the MSU game, it's a trap game. It's a trap game for, for Michigan, that doesn't mean you lose every game. It's a trap game, but it means you you, you can't. Michigan's not going to have the same intensity. The crowd can help. They're not going to have the same intensity against Northwestern as that they're going to have against Michigan State when they go out there. There's no way you could you can tell one play at a time, uh, one snap at a time, one quarter at a time. You know everything. You no, know, we're not overlooking any opponents, but uh, it's just natural. So, but you know, Michigan can win the game with a whatever kind of effort, you still 90% the effort against Northwestern, knowing that there's just a natural trap or letdown because 
Uh, it is uh, the Wildcats. It could get dangerous. I know, but I think we saw that with Michigan State too. I mean, Michigan State was like, everybody's going to win this game. Then I saw, even in the morning, where I saw um, I saw Darren Ravel putting out that the 95% of the country had bet on the, the, the most bet game in the early window was, was Michigan State. And everybody was betting the Spartans to cover. Everybody. So the, uh, the the country got over on Vegas for for one window. At least that's what it looked like on that. The most bet game was uh, was Michigan State. I think they said for the entire day, but I mean for the twelve o'clock window certainly. And then all the money was on Michigan State too. And it wasn't like that was an easy game where you just punched your ticket and we're like, oh, this is a dub. Let's go spend the money. It came down where you know State. Uh, even into the fourth quarter, you know, you thought that it could have been a situation, but they hung on and, you know, they, they won the game and, and in, in that game, you know, Peyton Thorne has been great, had two picks and, and Kenneth Walker, the the third, who's, you know, rightfully being identified as a Heisman Trophy candidate, if not the lead candidate. And, you know, he, uh, Indiana did a good job against him. It held him under hundred yards at 84 yards. They, and, you know, Hoosiers not letting him get outside. They did a good job uh, against the run. Hoosiers also did a good job of limiting the big play threats that Michigan State has in, in uh, Jalen Reed and or Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor. Did I get that right? Uh, Naylor and Reed, both of those guys, they, they take the tops off of defenses uh, regularly. And in Reed's case, you know, in the, in the special teams game, but I got the numbers here. No TDs for either of them. Four for 70 for Reed, four for 22 for Naylor. Very um, pedestrian stats there for the gigantic playmakers for MSU. And, you know, not eye-popping numbers there. Just a kind of game you needed to win, go on the road to the Big Ten, take care of business, you know, that kind of whole thing. And they did it. MSU was able to do that in a trap game. And I'm going to say it. I hope that that's the case for, and certainly if Michigan state has, it's already a special season, but if they go on and really do something, the play that'll be put down is one of the most memorable, you know, mentioned uh, Naylor's three touchdowns or just his big playability. He had the three touchdowns in the first half at Rutgers and then read the previous two games and scored, you know, two touchdowns and the punt returns and everything else. Well, then you have uh, hunt the tight end. In the third quarter, they're running a, a a fake. I think it was a second and five. And, you know, I, I, I've seen, I, I thought, you know, pretty much all of the, you know, the trickery bag, uh, the bag of, of tricks and gadget plays and everything else. But for those that didn't see it, the, the tight end for MSU gets the ball and it's not a five-step, seven-step drop. He's like backpedaling. He's got a defender. He might have had two defenders right in his face you would want to probably eat that one or try to avoid the rush and just run it. And it was going to be like a 10, 15 yard loss. What you would would not want to do. I've I've never coached football, but I would think in that trick play, if you don't have a a clean pass there and the guy's not wide open, then you want to eat it or you want to just try to get as much as you can and run the ball. That's not what happened. Hunt just throws it down the sideline and into double could be a triple coverage, but at least double coverage on the sideline to his quarterback who had run down the sideline and, and Peyton Thorne goes up in between the two defenders, 
not only catches this, this laser beam of a pass by the tight end, but then somehow gets his foot down inbounds. And, you know, it was called out of bounds. They had to go back and review it. And it was a great catch. He looked like, you know, Peyton Thorne looked like uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And Hunt, I don't know, <laughs> who did he look like? Uh, Patrick Mahomes or something? So, yeah, it was just a it was uh, an ill-advised uh, throw because the guy was in his face and because the quarterback wasn't open. In fact, there were two guys on it, but it ended up being, I don't know what was better, the throw or the catch. I, you know, I'll say the catch because the throw could have been, I don't know, I, I, they're, they're both great, but I'll go with the catch there. And then the, the great thing about that is uh, a couple plays later, three plays later, the then the quarterback, then Thorne, throws to the tight end, uh, Hunt, who threw him the pass for the touchdown, the last touchdown that the Spartans had there, and uh, as it would have it, you know, that's going to go down. And uh, I think both of those guys, Bio, certainly Hunt, you know, that'll follow him wherever he goes. Hey, threw the pass a couple plays later, caught the touchdown, you know, at Indiana as Michigan State won. So that, that was cool. That was a cool part of it uh, for sure. So, you know, this is just me, to, you know, I'm going to just continue talking about getting ready for Halloween weekend, both uh, Michigan and Michigan State. Spartans now just going to be able to sit back and enjoy the ride like Michigan, you know. And here's one thing that it was the first time that happened. You know, Michigan played Nebraska, and that was a game back and forth. 22 points in the third quarter. Very losable game. Almost did lose it. Miraculous win. Great win. Exciting win. You know, all those kind of things. But, you know, since then, and then leading up to this Northwestern game, it's been a, a feeling of just all good. Sure, there's people like, oh, if you don't win this one, sure. But for the most part, because the bye week, you know, you just you don't have the intensity of okay, who's up next? What's going on? It was just like, hey, it's um, undefeated. Wow, look at Michigan football. It's just a, a very different spot than Michigan fans are used to. And it was a, a very enjoyable bye week. And it's continued just to be a, a joy to sit back and think about, oh, you know, look at this coach, look at this player, like right down the list. And sure, there's a lot of different things, the quarterback situation, uh, quarterback play overall, uh, the ability to throw the football more. I mean, all those things, they're probably going to have to do that. They're going to have to do that uh, coming up in the second half. I'm going to be here to talk about all of that. And for, uh, and for state, you know, there's, you know, it's not like they look like a championship team right now, but you know, if they go out there and play like a, a championship team, whatever team survives and you, know, you start looking at it and uh, you know, at some point you say, why not us? Why, why not? If we're going out there and you get to seven, you get to eight. No. And you, you start saying, you know, can you beat Penn state on the road? Maybe with the backup quarterback, you start thinking if you're a Michigan fan, you, you know, you can at least see that. The, the one thing I have not done, maybe I will these days ahead certainly um i think i'll start entertaining the proposition if michigan gets to eight now i'll start looking at that final game and start uh you know looking at the the scarlet and gray and i will see if all of the things that i said over the last two years how i would never change my mind and i'll have to see it on the field to believe it if i'll at least start you know putting some kind of consideration that u of m would be able to play with OSU and and break the the stranglehold that Ohio State has on the series. We'll see. We'll see if I'm going to be able to do that. All right. Thanks for for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. 
Uh, Dennis Fithian here, as you know, if you've been watching uh, for this long, I will talk with you tomorrow. Uh, take care. That's the uh, end of the broadcast. This was where I'll play the fancy music and say, hey, thanks for tuning in to the one o'clock live. We'll talk with you tomorrow. Good night and good night.